Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Kristen Guile. I'm the Chief Content Officer at A Sweat Life, and today I am talking with Michael Tennant. He is a managing partner at Curiosity Lab, which is a boutique marketing agency that builds products and experiences that change narratives. And they have come out with their first product, which is the Actually Curious card deck. Uh, it's a deck of cards that helps you play conversation with strangers, with friends, with loved ones, with absolutely anybody. And recently, it has been shouted out by Cosmopolitan, Goop, and Beyonce. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hey, Kristen. I'm great. Did I get everything in your intro? You crushed it. That was like, I'm like, you really did your research ahead of time and surmised probably better than I would have. <laughs> Well, I'm going to ask you to do a little bit more work um, because I feel like when I say boutique marketing agency that um, provides, you know, experiences that change narratives, like I, people need to know a little bit more about what that means and what that entails. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, about how a Curiosity Lab came to be, and then where Actually Curious, the card deck came from all of that. Michael Tennant, I am born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, New York native, I think is a very important part of my kind of like hustle and creativity and reinvention. I started my career here in New York at Viacom MTV, um, where I had like sort of seminal experiences working with uh, really talented young creatives as a project manager and learning to be a partner to, to great creative partners. Then I moved over to Vice, where I kind of started to really expand my entrepreneurial or intrapreneurial side, because I was already doing some side ventures, which we, we don't need to go into to now, but um, at Vice is where I really learned how to be in a big organization and, um, and to, or at then a small organization, but to build new products within an organization. I helped them start their first ad network, which was an early strategic move to grow uh, Vice's scale. And then I was a part of early, just super scrappy pitch teams that won sponsorship investments from brands like Intel and Dell. So it was like a fundamental foundational part of my career and thinking about how partners come together to fill uh, a demand. With, with consumers. And I went over and spent the next seven years on the brand side of the business, brokering similar partnerships for brands like Procter & Gamble's, CoverGirl, or Gillette, or even Bounty, and, uh, and you know, eventually rising to be the head of, of the department at an agency representing brands like Delta and Volkswagen and Google, um, and doing strategic partnerships that helped uh, their brands connect with the audiences of another uh, brand or IP holder to 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 grow and to create authentic relationships. Well, I in 2017 started to lean a lot more into my own personal values. I started to become more introspective. Um, I wanted to work on projects that. Uh, we're low on the vanity and high on the substance. Um, and at that point, this was pretty early in the purpose marketing uh, realm. Uh, brands weren't necessarily as receptive. They didn't understand this, some of the 
the underpinnings for why I was bringing the opportunities that I wanted them to explore. But the basic concept was let's not distract people. Let's not feed on their insecurities. Let's, let's make sure that we found a true insight around a need in their lives, whether that be from something more on the shallow spectrum, like, which is not shallow, but, but like inspiration. And then all the way up to perhaps even, you know, providing opportunity and resources, but, uh, but always a purpose, right? Just, um, a, a genuine, uh, like deep felt purpose. And so I, I, I hit enough walls trying to pitch that, getting really passionate about ideas, um, hitting bureaucratic walls internally before the idea could even get to the key decision maker that I decided to leave and, and do my own thing. And that's what uh, gave birth to Curiosity Lab. And the idea there was, you know, let's help organizations uh, learn about their values if they don't already know or better articulate them, or if they already articulate them well, then let's, let's, those are our allies. Let's gang together on shared missions and, uh, and create, create meaningful work, whether that be content, whether that be experiences, whether that be, you know, even, you know, just something we haven't even dreamt of, but the strategy is always underpinned by delivering a true authentic value to, to, uh, someone's life. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I have a question. <laughs> Can you, uh, is there a campaign that you, you've done with Curiosity Labs with one of your clients that has really like meant a lot to you or one that like just really made you feel super proud? Yeah, I mean, this is almost, it feels like a cheat, but most of the projects, pretty much all of the projects I felt really proud about. Um, and, you That's know, great. we worked with, <laughs> some really amazing brands the, the brands that we ended up we thought we were going to work with uh larger brands that needed needed to kind of have their their approach changed and, and we, we spent a lot of time probably too much time trying to convince them that these are the types of projects that they should do but where we really hit traction were with brands that were already pretty values aligned like oatly the the oat milk brand or um, Sweet Green is, is a brand we worked with. Among the larger ones, um, uh, Zico Coconut Water, which was a part of Coca-Cola. We did a really cool project for them in which um, they they have a tagline that's what's inside. It's what's inside that matters, right? And, and what that tagline was about was that compared to their competition, um, they really thought about their ingredients. They really... Um, put particular care to make sure that there were no added sugars, preservatives, et cetera. So it was a kind of classic product differentiator uh, argument, right? Um, and then they have uh, Jessica Alba, who's like a, or I don't know if they still work together, but they did then, um, A-list celebrity. And so, you know, the tagline had the potential for so much meaning when you think about, and, and like to really see it through, what's inside that matters, and to be a brand that's, that helps enable you and I to, to explore ourselves and to, to find like those foundational underpinnings to, to grow. Um, but it's also was, you know, it was a big brand. It was 2017 and like that was a little too deep probably for, for a big corporate brand at that, at that point. However, we did a really cool program where we did um, experiences in New York and LA where like 20 something influencers came on the trip and 
met with storytellers and entrepreneurs who were who were doing double bottom line projects where they were like making money and making a difference and it was just like a snapshot on a different look inside downtown LA and Brooklyn which was which was fun to have that storytelling come to life out of that tagline I love that congratulations um okay we'll continue uh and then where did actually curious come from out of Curiosity Lab and that inspiration? Yeah, so since our approach was let's, you, you, you need to focus on building community around your values, we uh, would pressure test ourselves. So in order to make sure that we were always uh, living our values, we would audit our values um, every time we brought in a new, a new set of like staff, which at that point were interns and freelancers, then we uh, would use those shared values to come up with a, a project together that we could see through from start to finish during the duration of time we were, we were together. So um, during the summer of 2018, we had a team of five amazing uh, interns, like diverse, uh, it was all female, uh, although we, we tried to, to hire, hire men, they didn't pick us. Um, diverse and female team, and we came up with a shared value of community. And we came up with what's, what is in marketing is called a SMART goal, um, specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and time-based. Because I wanted to teach through, through action, not through just, um, you know, I hated having these internships that were very shallow, you know, where you didn't really yeah. get to do anything or what you did gets into, just filed into a folder. It's not really real. So, um, you know, we looked ahead and we saw the midterm elections at the end of the summer. And we decided that the value we were going to activate was community. And we were going to um, try to tackle a problem of divisiveness in this country. Um, and so we came up with like a 360 program. We did an experiential element, which was almost like museum of ice cream or museum of sex meets, meets uh, political organizing, which was really cool. Um, we did our own guerrilla campaign, which like, I think the stencils are pretty much gone now, but we like went around at the middle of the night putting down like stencils and we created this card game as an element that was a pay it forward. Like it doesn't just stop at the campaign. So we created actually curious. We made a hundred packs. We gave a hundred or 50 away to like, to, you know, like influencers with platforms like yourself. <laughs> and then we, <laughs> and then we, um, we put 50 up for sale on the dot com and spent the whole night, like putting up wild postings all over the city in strategic locations. And like, all 50 of them sold out in like less than a week, you know, and we that was the first time we ever made an e commerce website. So we were like, man, we're on to something like people, people need this, you know, so that's that's kind of how that's how actually curious came came the bird. I love it. Um, and I just received my pack yesterday from our friend Morgan. Um, and the one that I have is the curiosity pack. Is that am I naming it correctly? It's got the four different colors um, that are like four different levels of intimacy. Maybe is, is the right word for that. Um, so if it's okay with you, I'd like to pick a blue card that we can pull and discuss. So for your audience, blue is the lightest level. These yes. are, you know, I often say these are questions that should be easy to ask a stranger to kind of just get you warmed up. 
Yes, perfect. Which is great for the beginning of a podcast. So am I answering um, or are we both answering? You're the game master. So you have to tell me this. The... So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fan out my cards and you're going to, I'm going to put my finger over them. You're going to tell me when to stop. I'll pull a card. I'll ask it and we'll both answer. How about that? I like, ready? I like your style. All right. Tell me when uh, to stop. Okay. Wait, those are all blue? Yes. Okay. Stop. All right. Got it. And the question is, think of the three people you spend the most time with. What do they all have in common? All right. Me first or you? Me? Do you have an answer right away? Uh, you, you know these questions, so you've probably thought about them at least a little bit. Oh, man. The three people I spend the most time with are... Uh, Caroline, my partner and art director, um, my parents, but I'm going to count them as one. And these days, these days, honestly, my, my, your plants, is that what you're about to say? <laughs> I was going to say my publicist. Yeah. I mean, this has been like really, really hyper-focused grind mode time for me. It's like kind of seized the opportunity and, um, but it, but in such a lovely way that I look forward to, and all those people just are really like uh, people I can rely on who are supporting in some way uh, mm -hmm. my dreams at the moment. Yeah. How about you? Okay. Um, so because we are in shelter in place, uh, or you know, a lightened version of it, but still, most of my time is spent in home. So that means I'm with my boyfriend Kevin and our puppy. I'm going to count her as a dog, as a, as a person, because I spend 20 hours a day with her. And aside from that, probably my sister who lives a couple of blocks away from me. Um, and I think what all of those people and animals, those, all those mammals, I guess I'll say <laughs> have in common is, um, the ability to help me get outside of myself right? Like not get in my head, help me sort of lighten up and like just enjoy the, the present moment and laugh at the goofy stuff um, and not be too, too serious, um, which we all need right now, I think. That's amazing. I'm changing the rules of the game. I was just kind of curious if, if, uh, if, do you find that that's, that's something you want to work on or that you, you try to just be really uh, intentional about? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I have a tendency to, when, when something is bothering me to like hyper fixate on it. And it's like, I just have a hard time shaking it off and letting it go, whether it's with work or personal or something, some small aspect of my life. Like I have a tendency to really think about it every single way. And so yeah. I value the times when like, I can get a little push to being like, okay, get out of your head. This isn't so serious. Like you can, you can relax a little bit. I love that so much. I'm very similar. And, um, my trick that I've been, I've been doing of late, it, it comes from like, uh, just some of the reading I've been doing on Buddhism is what I learned is that like monks are really playful. They prank each other all the time because part of like Zen is being really comfortable with like irritants and like, changes so every these days i try to remind myself if something's like starting to irritate me and i can bring myself present enough to be like oh 
I'm starting to fixate on this thing. I go, oh, that's like my Buddha for the day. It's yeah. this little uh, like irritant that's here to just like remind me to, to laugh. I love that. Um, I love the image of like monks being playful and like playing part, like practical jokes on each other. Um, I'm going to have to look into that. I need, I need to read more about this. Uh, Michael, I need to ask you the question that we ask everybody who comes on our podcast. Uh, and that is, tell me about a goal that you've had in the past. Why was it important to you and how did you achieve that goal or did you? Yeah. Um, thank you. And I, I thought about this and I'm, I'm very goal oriented. I think it's actually something I'm, I might be a foreshadowing to an on the spot answer to the next question. Um, the goal I'm really excited about is that I, I get to work for myself. And I, I remember when it was so far, uh, from a, a real concept, but, but maybe still a distant dream. Um, and I remember all the fear that surrounded the first initial move to invest in myself and, um, and make that leap. And it took a lot. I mean, I think it's for speaking as a, as a, a immigrant descendant black man, I've come to realize that I'm not alone. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs have this hurdle, but in particular women and people of color oftentimes have this hurdle of, um, believing we, we have permission to take that, to take that leap. And, um, I definitely credit a former love, a former relationship for giving me, um, helping to give me that push and belief that the work that I was capable of or how I was showing up even in my workplace is that I was fully capable of, of being a leader in my own organization. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes it's like, what is necessary for you to believe in yourself? And I think there are a lot of tools that I've learned now to, to even go to a deeper level of belief in myself to keep going. I mean, there's the start, but then there's, you know, I'm three years in now. Most, most entrepreneurs quit. They tap out before three years. And uh, to even, I know that that, that moment of going forward is, is really about having the systems, the people, um, and the tools in place to like strengthen that belief in myself. Yeah. What are some of those tools and those techniques that you've, you've used? Well, these days I swear, I swear by doing uh, a values exercise and having a strong sense of your values, how maybe some big moments in and around your life may or may not have shifted them. Um, I love, so I, I, we have a values exercise on the actually curious workshop that I've kind of modified a little bit from some, uh, uh, values exercises that I've done in the past. But the way I use them is I use the workshop, the values exercise to come up with my five values and then I turn it into a concise statement. And it's almost like a mantra for me, um, in the mornings or if I'm facing something that I can feel viscerally is, is just like, doesn't, doesn't necessarily feel right. I can evaluate it through 
my mission statement and it allows me to make make quick decisions so like i mean this summer when um i had basically managed to grow the business by driving around the country uh showing the game to individuals and then COVID 19 hits and i'm like what do i do i can't like keep driving around the country any longer it was being able to return to this values exercise i added two new values resilience and consistency which was honoring the experience that that i have gone through over the last last year as as a virtue not as a something to to be bogged down by and it, it allowed me to stay focused and so that's that's my biggest tool and then obviously um i mean i do i think you know being here on the sweat life I, routine i feel like is second second nature to to your community but um i keep a pretty daily meditation routine um if i miss one you know i'll kind of say like i'll audit why what what changed that allowed that allowed me to do that and then i forgive myself and move on mm -hmm. i journal and i just try to like get a bit of movement in every every day those those things are so simple but yeah we've heard them over and over again from people we've interviewed saying like well those things add up over time and they help you feel like your best self every day is like it's not rocket science right but it works it does it's almost just like little treats like treats to yourself that says yeah. like hey self it's like i love you yeah no i all the time i like <laughs> this is a little strange but like if i have a chore or like a task or like you know a giant jug of water that i know i should drink like something that i know i need to do i'm just like okay just do it for future Kristen. Like future Kristen is really going to appreciate this. And every now and then, like, I'll be experiencing something. I'll be like, wow. Like I'll get into bed at the end of the day and be like, wow, past Kristen, like made her bed really nicely for you. Like you should thank her. And like, I just talk to myself that way. <laughs> so about, let's talk a little bit more about the, the actually curious, the card deck itself. Um, what did you want to include in terms of the questions like it seems like you knew that you needed a variety of questions different depths um, for different relationships with people so we were inspired by um a viral article in the new york times called the 36 questions that lead to love i read that yeah and the theory there is that when you can um explore a series of questions that start you know a bit less intimate and then over time progress up uh that that's one of the ways that you can build trust and, and build love and and it was inspired by scholarly work um from a joint commission between columbia university and the university of stony brook uh with professors that study crisis mitigation um negotiations they work with israel and palestine so like real real deal conflict and uh and, and and that's their work inspired that article so we actually spoke to the reporter we spoke to the to the columnist or the um the psychologist who, whose work were studied we submitted the questions to them um so that was kind of like understanding that we were we were hitting the right kind of phrasing like eliminating bias really thinking about the leveling of the questions in a way that that um that that was that was appropriate um but then we also incorporated in questions around eight issues that were important to us including diversity and equality sustainability 
mental health, education, and four others that I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But um, we worked those in. So, you know, we didn't take the 36 questions as, as they were. A lot of those were romantic in nature. We took that out of, out of the game. Um, we took a lot of care to make sure that the questions weren't politically leaning. Um, although just even the subject matter tends to, to lean a little bit more progressive or, or left just because of the, the nature of discussion. Uh, but we, we really do hope that we've created a tool that, that allows you know, people, regardless of their comfort level in discussing these topics, to have uh, the space and the framework to get into those topics over time. Mm -hmm. I think it just starts with the, with the curiosity, right? Like yeah. the initial desire that like, you know, and, th and that's where the design elements come into play, you know? On, on the face of the, of the deck, there's, um, you see that the eyes open up progressively. Mm -hmm. So then on the, the four colors in the deck, the blue, the eyes are closed, the green, the eyes open up a little bit more and, and so on and so forth until you get to pink in which the eyes are wide open. So oh, that's everything genius. Is, yeah, just like approachable, thoughtful, um, compact, you know, portable. And just like, again, if you have that initial interest to that you want to eventually go there you know so that you, then then this is a tool that will help you help you help you to do that yeah. or if you want to take people there then you have a tool to help you yeah um it's great too and i'm sure you hear this a lot but especially right now we are all sucked into the vortex of our screens a lot um, like that is often the default whenever you're in a room with no clear activity and this is a really nice way to substitute for that um, and give your your downtime a little bit of a purpose without feeling like it's a chore and it's not like you have to sit down and do this for an hour straight right like you can pull one card with dinner every day with your roommate or your partner whoever and um, deepen that bond just a little bit more with 10 minutes of conversation totally I definitely know couples who um, keep it by their bed and they'll ask each other like one question at night that's awesome. Um, there's so many different applications. Like I haven't gotten to do this, but I am looking for a partner. Maybe there's somewhere out there in your, in your audience to do a, um, well, just do some content or at least some visuals with me, but to do a, um, a hosted event where you set up some beautiful, like a beautiful place setting and you kind of put the cards out around mm -hmm. and use it as a way to like, to break the, break the ice, but also to add, a really nice design touch to to your your setting yeah um the other thing that i like about this too is we we talk about making friends a lot on a sweatlife.com it's one of our our core principles is that everything is better with friends and we recognize that a lot of people join our community because they have a hard time making friends as adults and one of the the barriers that we hear a lot is like people don't know how to um, escalate small talk to medium talk. Um, like they're comfortable saying hi to the same people at the gym every day or like seeing the people who walk their dogs at the same time and chatting with them about the weather. But it's hard to sort of like take that leap to like figuring out what people care about and what their values are. And not that I'm suggesting, I mean, you could go up to the person you walk your dog at the same time with and just be like, so, 
what always makes you laugh and why? And, you know, <laughs> engage them in conversation that way. But um, I feel like these cards are a great way to um, just sort of engage people a little bit deeper in the friendships that are maybe just at the surface level right now. Well, so what I would take, just like even that example is like, you know, maybe I'm new to the neighborhood or maybe I'm just like, you know, I've decided, hey, you know what? Like, I know these people, I see them at the dog park, you know, we, we bump into each other at the grocery store. Um, I think they're cool. They think I'm cool. They don't know one another. I'm going to have them over. I'm going to have them over for, for, for wine. And while we're over, I'm going to use this as, as, as a way to, to play the game. The other thing is um, to, to get, get a bit closer. You don't have, did you get the happy hour edition yet? I don't think they've come in the mail yet. No, I just got the curious one. I would love that. Pause for dramatic effect while Michael leaves the frame. (laughs) Oh, pretty. This is the happy hour edition. And basically the questions are all, they're 52, all one level. And um, it's basically lighter than any of the questions that are in that deck. And I feel like, the situation that you just described, like, I mean, I was a pretty ex- introverted person. I am a pretty introverted person. I'm pretty good one-on-one or with people I know, but um, I'm not normally, I hadn't been the type of person to go. I always envied people who could just go into the dog park and like make friends all of a sudden. I'd just be playing with my own dog, you know? creating this game and also going around the country and playing. It's like the types of questions that are in here that just come up in my mind now that are just a little more thoughtful, but also not necessarily so confronting. So we've, we've all had both describe your best or worst date ever. That one's a little hot seat, a little bit of a hot seat. No, that's a good one. What's up with the dating questions? Think of three people you've dated. What do they all have in common? (laughs) Um, I can answer the worst date one. Um, okay. <laughs> I, and we'll make this short because I'm, I'm working. We have a job to do, Michael. But okay. <laughs> I was on a blind dating reality show several years ago. And it was called Blind Dates. And it was on NBC. And the guy that they set me up with was totally fine. But I did not see a future with him. And... I guess it wasn't the actual date that was awful, although there were some cringy moments on the date, but afterwards he was really mean to me. Like I told him I didn't want to see him anymore and he called me very bad words. So worst date, worst um, after date. Um, yeah. I mean, I like the, the, like the date doesn't just stop at the date. There's no. like a halo effect. No, or a, the opposite of that. Um, okay. Michael, you've distracted me. We have to get back on track. Uh, let's go to the, the second question that we ask. Actually, no, I, I didn't even ask you. You can answer that question. We have time for that. Name three, think of three people you've dated. What do they all have in common? Um, I guess in the past I used to date and I didn't realize this, but I dated really extroverted, uh, women. And, um, I, I, think it's because I just really admired that that aspect um but then I I've now since decided that um I can't keep up <laughs> yeah and I often feel guilty yeah and then it's like a perpetual cycle so um so it's a good it was this was a good question for me to learn how to optimize 
towards what was going to work for me longer term. Yes. Perfect. Um, and yeah, you were just saying that you're an introvert and, um, I, I can relate to that because my, my partner is much more extroverted than I am. And it's really come to light during quarantine where it's like, I am not enough stimulation for him. Like I am not exciting enough to keep him, uh, engaged and energized. So we're all learning. Being able to go out and he's getting more, more playtime these yes. days. Yes. Good. He, um, has been making the rounds at his, his favorite bar outdoors safely from a distance. So we are, we are getting there. Um, okay. Back to my questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what? I do this all the time. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, so the second question we ask everyone who comes on, we got goals is what is a big goal you have for the future? Why is it important to you? And what's your plan for getting there? Well, um, I have a really ginormous goal of putting, putting my holding company in place to raise quite a bit of money next summer. Um, but I think that's less interesting than the short-term goal that would need to happen in order for, for that to be a life that I would want, which is I'm trying to take on new responsibilities while listening to my, my body and listening to, um, just like my gut about how much of, um, like external, uh, like goal setting, external um, just energy, really, I'm capable of, of taking in. Um, of course, you always need to, to work with people but, uh, and, and, and collaborate, and that's part of what empathy is about. But when I'm being empathetic with myself, um, the more you get involved into like investments or large com companies with the way that they, they value progress, it's gonna hit moments of incongruence with, with what makes me happy. Mm -hmm. So my biggest goal right now is to grow, but to grow in a way that will, that I can feel happy. Then that honors who you are. Honors who I am. Yeah. That's really interesting. And I, I feel like our founder of a sweat life, Gina could probably relate to that because she's definitely, um, she comes off as very extroverted until you, you know her. And then she is awesome at like being on and like needing Gina. I hope I'm not blowing your spot up if you're listening to this in the future. Um, but she's awesome at being on and like giving everything 110% when it's for the business or when it's for someone she cares about. But she has always said like, she needs a full day afterwards to like, just be in a quiet room. And yeah, you're looking like you agree. Totally. I mean, so I wake up really early, you know, and when I wake up, I shoot, like, I don't shoot out like a cannon, right? I meditate and I'm like, okay, I've got my to-do. And I'm like, you know, and I'm, I'm cranking till like three, three thirty. So like from five to three thirty, like if you're close in my world, you, you kind of like, you want to have a casual conversation at seven. It, by that time, I'm already two, two, like two hours in. So I'm, you know, it's hard for me to have like a slowed down casual conversation early. So, but then around four, I get tired. And like now I can take naps. I can take like a meditation and then like I take the meditation and I kind of go down into like a little nap and then I can do that. I don't know that you can do that when you have like investors and you have staff and you have 
um, you know, other people's energies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, we've talked about this several times, and I know we'll talk about it more in the future about how this time has been maybe an opportunity to slow down and reset and listen to your particular body's needs. And like, I'll raise my hand right with you. I've definitely in the past week taken a 20 minute nap at 1230, just because like, I know I needed to. And like, I'm trying to be better about like honoring that and not feeling guilty and being like, you know what, how is this any different than if I was in an office and I left for an hour to go get lunch? Like I'm recharging and I'm going to be a better person because of that. And I guess that is a, a silver lining to all of this. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Michael, it has been so nice to talk to you. Um, I am so looking forward to it. I'm taking these cards with me. Um, it's Labor Day weekend for future listeners um, when we are recording this. So I'm going to take the cards with me uh, to my weekend plan so that we can have a game of conversation to play. So um, Michael, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find out more about uh, the Curiosity Lab and where they can buy actually curious cards for themselves. Sure. Well, I think our primary destination these days is is actually curious. www.actuallycurious.com. Uh, we do most our most regular communication channel is Instagram, where we're publishing pretty much daily. We just released a list of amazing, a curated list of amazing Black-owned businesses that. I, I would love for your listeners to take a look at that list. And we can share that in the show notes too. Amazing. And to really consider, you know, consider uh, buying early often and always. Yep. But I was blown away. There's some real, real amazing talent out there. Um, and a really small thing that you can do individually to kind of help this movement is to, is to spend some of your dollars with, with some of these amazing creators. Um, and to also you know, not even on a, on a sympathy level in any way, but just to honor that um, it actually like is, is, a, is a, a bit more of a hurdle for them than have gotten where, where they are. And so when you're buying that, know that you're also buying like hard work and perseverance and resilience and consistency. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, check us out on actuallycurious.com. You know, you can follow us Curiosity Lab as well. It's Curiosity uh, with the U in curious, it's an underscore instead of, um, but if you Google any of those things, you'll find us. So you put it in your search. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we'll share this in the show notes too, because it's always easier to have people click something than, than type it in. So we'll make sure everyone has all of the resources. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I feel like way too little time i was ready to start going back and forth on these questions with you yeah i need to maybe we'll do a what they call a bonus episode here in the biz where it's just us talking back and forth um i, I feel the same way it was so much fun to talk to you and i'm now very invested in the health of your plants that are <laughs> to the to the right of you um they're very good looking plants and they look way healthier than mine and michael have a great rest of your day thank you you too